Okay, so good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm happy to be back in Florida. Every time I walk into the synagogue, I still, when, I, when we used to give the class before, I used to walk to say hello to my father, and I still could see walking back in my father sitting with my uncle Ike and my uncle Mo, the three of them, even though it's, you know, nine years ago, you still have the, the vision of, uh, of them there. So I always have the pleasure of being here. So it's interesting, when someone asks me a question, we read, we read in the Perashah, we have the double Perashah this week. And in the, the double Perashah that we have this week, it's interesting, we basically repeat the, the vessels and the clothing from Terumah and Tetzaveh. But there's something that's left out. And someone asked me a question, why is this thing left out? What's left out in the description of the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, in the, in the producing of the clothing of the Kohen Gadol, when they're actually producing, what's left out? The Urim Vetumim. And they say, what do you mean? How could the Urim Vetumim be left out? It's not mentioned again. It's only mentioned in Tetzaveh. It's not mentioned. It's, it's only mentioned. It's mentioned in Teruma. It's mentioned in Tetzaveh. It's not mentioned anymore in the manufacturing. So there's interesting different opinions. Even Ezra gives it, talks about it as actually something that the artisans created. But Rashi, Ramban, and Rabenu Bachya, they say, how could you say that? How could you say it's something that was created? Because if it was created by the artisans, then you would mention it in these parashiyot. So it seems, according to the opinion of Ramban and Rabenu Bachya, also the Ritva, that the Urim Vetumim is something that Moshe Rabenu did on his own directly from Hashem without anyone else being involved. When he actually girded Aharon with the Choshen, it says that when the Choshen, when it's made, it's folded in half. The description is also... In, uh, in Pikudeh, it's folded in half, and what happened? In the pocket. So according to the Ritva, which the Ari basically seems to, uh, to, 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 to go according, there's actually two pockets. There's a pocket for something called the Urim, and there's a pocket for something called the Tumim. According to Ramban, Ramban says the Urim and Tumim have to do with angelic forces, high powers. But it seems according to the Ari, it's, 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 it's really something that we could relate to. He says it's something we could relate to, and it seems that, when my, when my brother Victor explains it, it's something that could change our whole tefillah. If we think about, why are we learning about the Urim Vetumim when we're not going to have the Urim Vetumim? We don't even have it in the second Bet HaMikdash. So what's the lesson of the Urim Vetumim for us, that we can hold on to the Urim Vetumim? So we see the Urim comes from the word, or light. So the Urim, according to Ramban and according to Rabbeinu Bachaya, they explain it. The Urim represents the letters lighting up. The Tumim comes from the word Tamim, whole, complete. So this is being able to put the letters together in a, in a, in a form that we could understand the letters. Now remember that, that the Urim Tumim is a level below. It's a level below the prophecy. It's not prophecy. And according to the Gemara, I think in Yoma. The only people who could use the Urim Vetumim was the king or if it was something of national import. But we have a story in the, Gemara, in the, the, story in the, in the Navi where it seems the Urim Vetumim is being used. What's the story? The story is something we read every single day and it's the basis of all our tefillah. The basis of our tefillah is Vatipalel Chana. Vatipalel Chana. Chana came because remember what happens. She goes to her husband, she says, what's going on? I don't have children, pray for me. And he says, aren't I enough? When he says to Chana, aren't I enough? What does that mean? He's given up. He's not going to pray anymore because there's no more children. 
So what happens? She goes and says, I have no one to go to except Hashem himself. She comes to Hashem and she, she starts to pray in a low voice. The low voice that she prays is that only she could hear. The halacha, when we come to pray the Amidah, how do we have to pray it? Like Chana, in a low voice that only we could hear. What happens? Eliyah Kohen sees her, right? He sees her and she, she seems to be talking to herself. He doesn't know what's going on. He hears and he consults with the Urim Betumim. But because he wasn't connected properly, he misreads the Urim Betumim. He says that she is, instead of Keshera, he calls her, she calls, he calls her drunk instead of kosher. She turns to him and says, no. He goes again, he says, whatever you ask for, you're going to have answered. So the Urim is 42 letter name of Hashem. If we could associate the 42 letter, we generally associate it with Anna Bekoach. And if you think of it, when you come to the part of Shema, when you say Ve'ahavta, try to think. Ve'ahavta, until the end of Ve'ahavta, that paragraph is 42 words. So try, when you're saying the Shema, think that I'm taking the Urim, that's the one half. This represents the male side. The other side, the Tumim, which is the way to put it together, is 72 name of Hashem, which is from the three, the 72 three-letter names of Hashem. This is what Moshe inserts into the Tumim, the other side. If you take Ve'haya, until until we until we uh, until after vechada, right? Until after they have you take there, you have the seventy-two letters, the 72, 72 words in vehaya. So what a person has to do it's from vesamtem. That's the last one of the seventy-two. And what does it say? Vesamtem. You should put them where on your heart. So a person should have in the kavana when I'm saying vehavta, I'm going to take the forty-two letters. And I'm going to take the 72 fe'aya and I'm going to bring them together in unity. And where am I going to put them? On my heart. Because this is the job of the Kohen Gadol to make them work. Now what's he going to do? When you went to speak to the Urim Betumim, what did you do? You spoke in a low voice. Where is the low voice where we ask Hashem everything we want to ask Hashem? The Amidah. So we have to have in mind when I'm saying the Amidah, what am I doing? I'm reenacting Chana. I'm reenacting someone coming to the Kohen Gadol with the Urim Vetumim because that's already in my heart. That's my Amidah. And then what happens? We have the rep- repetition of the Amidah. When we have the repetition of the Amidah, that's loud. That's the Kohen Gadol getting the information on the heart and transferring that information back to us. For us in our own life, what do we think of? So I say, most days I'm the chazan. So the repetition is me talking to myself. What's the story? It doesn't work. So I say, what happens? I have something unbelievable. Where Hashem himself is talking to me every single day. You know, we have the, the Rebbe Milizhinsk. So that's the yard site. So all the people run to the Rebbe to get a bracha. It's good to get a bracha from everyone. We should never, never not take a beracha. But we have to remember that we have a beracha every single day guaranteed from who? Hashem himself. Yeah, yeah. It says, Exactly. exactly. That's the, this is what I'm saying. Exactly. You shouldn't take even the bracha of a simpleton that it should be irrelevant in your eyes. Every beracha is, 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 is there for a person to have. But what we should realize that the Birkat Kwanim is coming from Hashem. So if I'm going to say, I went into Shema and I took the 42 on the one side, I took the 72, I'm binding it together in my heart, I'm bringing it together, I have my Kavanah, 
I'm saying my amida in a low voice. The answer that's coming from where? From Hashem Himself is what? The Birkat Kohanim. And we have to know in order to make Birkat Kohanim real, what do we have to do? We have to believe that Birkat Kohanim is real. We have to believe that it's real. And if we believe that it's real and we hear the Barachot of the Kohen, and, and we're saying, the Kohen is saying to me, and it's coming from Hashem Hashem and then I'm going to talk five minutes later that I'm worried about business. Did I really hear the Barachah? I have to hear the Beracha and I have to actualize the Beracha to make it happen. We have this ability every single day to completely connect. Why do we talk about the Urim Vitumim? Because the Urim Vitumim still exists. Where does it exist? It could exist within our heart and could allow us to connect completely to Hashem. We see at the end of the, the, end of the Parasha, the Hashem is resting on the Mishkan where everyone could see, where everyone could connect. It's not only them. We have Mishkan Me'at. This is it. This is Mikdash Me'at. This is the, the synagogue. We come every day. We come with the Minyan. If we have the proper Kavanah, not only can we have all our Tefilot answered, we could have and bring Geulah. Amen. 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 Amen.